The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always, always co-host the will be main man, Glove. You there, Eric Glove? Yes, sir. I'm here, James Levin. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. What's love out here? It's raining, raining, raining. They say April showers. What's going on out there? I hate to say it's a sunny 71 in San Diego today. <laughs> Do y'all ever get rain? Yeah, actually, it, uh, we had a light rain on Monday, but it was, you know, just one of those nagging, just waxed your car type rains. It wasn't a downpour. It was just a... I just washed up the ride, waxed the ride up, and then it came down. So it happens every now and then. That's good. Well, I want to start off. I know we got some interest. You brought up before we start the show. We get the second half. That gives a little time to run into that. But, you know, the uh, NCAA basketball term finally over. You know, college basketball is done. You know, um, you know, Glove, I look at that, and you look at all the teams that be they had the number one seed. They never seem to make it into the championship. You might have one out of the whole year, but they never well, seem to make it all the way to the final four or, or the title game. Um, isn't that kind of odd with you? Well, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, you got to think. I mean, remember, Louisville was the number one seed. So that's the first time in a while where we've had the number one seed in the tournament actually win the tournament. But you're correct. Often we'll have the number one, number two, number three, number four seeds in the tournament, and they'll lose in the first round to some no-name team. Think about what Florida Atlantic did this year, and now the coach was just rewarded with a new contract with a you know a bigger school. So that's why I call March Madness because guess what? Anything can happen. And then you look at you say you know they go through these schools and uh, I mean through the season and they win in, what twenty six games. I think they only play like what thirty some games. College, it's not yeah. that many they play. And they go through it, and they record be 26-2 or 4. And the team look at it like, man, they blowing through. They're going to be, you know, and like Gonzaga, like I'm talking about. They're supposed to be this great team that's supposed to go and, and, and just blow people out. And they let an unknown name team, that, you know, they had maybe 15 wins and barely got into it, beat them. And it's kind of like what you say, Mark, man, if anything can happen, is that it, club? Yeah, I mean, well, let me just go. Let me go and tell you this right here. For the last, I don't know how many years, I've been a Georgetown fan, always. Mm-hmm. And every year, Georgetown let me down in the first round. You know, it's, it's sad that such a good institution, academic-wise, and they have a good sports program. You would think 
they can get more than one or two players every year. But it seems like their program is always one-dimensional. They either have a big man or they have a point guard. It's like they never have that tandem of two. It's like either one is good and the others are bad or one is bad and the others are good. So it's always, for me, heartening when, you know, Mark Madden is coming, Georgetown is good, but what you're saying it's absolutely right, man. It's just whoever steps up in March, that's who wins. I don't care if you're 26 and two, 25 and one, whatever. It's just whoever steps up at the right time. It's one and one, and you're done. I got a two-part question for you. Uh, first one is, and you said a key thing. You're a big-time Georgetown fan. I think we look at these schools like Georgetown, um, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky. Those schools are always being there to win. I think we look for them to be in there to win it. I mean, you look at Georgetown. I don't know if you look at it, but I look at Georgetown. Okay, that's Georgetown. They should be there. So second part is, isn't like, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling me about, you know, I want my son to go to school. You know, I'm looking at that. I said, well, you need to tell your son he needs to go where he's going to play. Don't try and go to these big-name schools like a Georgetown where you got to get on there for the natural, and he's sitting on a bench all four years. So that's my second question. What you advise for these, you know, because I told him I want to go where I'm going to play, right? If it's a Division three or, you know, but most people want to go to a Georgetown. Like, like you say, you like to watch them. And they are on TV a lot. So what do you think of those two questions? No. No, what you're, you're, you're right with what you're saying is at the end of the day, you want to, one, go where you can play, but you want to, two, also go where you get exposure. Nothing like playing and getting exposure, you know, by way of TV time and by you just, you know, getting out there balling. You know, but what we got to look at, too, outside of these large schools, like the Georgetowns, the Syracuse, the Kansas, the North Carolina, Louisville, schools like that, Michigan, they're smaller schools that have marquee players that don't want to go to the big schools or, or for some other reason, being in academics or just want to stay close to home, they don't go to those larger schools. So that's when you would see a sleeper, a sleeper team like, like Florida Atlanta. You know, you would think because it's a smaller school in Florida, and Florida State and Miami, University of Miami and Florida would get all the talent. Then here it is, you have a small school like Florida Atlantic University. And then a few years back, there was another school from Florida that did well in the tournament as well. And right now, I can't think of the name of the team, but there's sometime on these smaller teams in these states, there's guys that just don't want to leave home. So that's why these smaller schools are as good. Now, what do you feel if, you know, if you're – Son, or you know somebody's son's coming up who's going to want to play at these big schools. I mean, do you feel they should go to the big name school club, or do you feel they should hey. go to the Well, you know, you know how I think. If they if they paying, we playing. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's paying, that's where he's playing. And that's where I'm paying. That's where I'm playing. It doesn't. The name doesn't make the school. It's the it's the players at the school to make the school. You know, people think, yeah, you have a better chance of getting exposure out of Kentucky or at a North Carolina, or at a Georgetown. Yeah, there's more exposure because of the institution and the established program. But, you know, off the subject of basketball, go to a small school like Mississippi Valley State, like Jerry Rice did, and make a name for yourself. Now, guess what? Your school is on the map. So, yeah, anywhere you go, if you just play play over the top, the cameras will come, and, and, and the, you know, the media will come. So it's all on you what you're going to do. So how can you tell a seventeen-year-old, uh, "Hey, don't go to UFC"? If he get in maybe one or two plays, 
10. They might go pro just being seen in that 10 plays. How can you tell them not to do that glove? You see what I'm saying? No, well, here, here, here goes a fine example, another example of what you're talking about. There was a kid here in San Diego locally that his whole dream was to go to USC. One of the top recruits in the country a few years back, running back out of San Diego. And his dream was to go to USC. Well, USC has five, six, seven running backs per year in their backfield, so you have to compete. But that was his dream was to go there. Other people tried to get him, hey, build San Diego State's program, pick it from where Marshall Falk took it, you could take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And his dream was to go to USC. Well, he went there one year. He got minimal time, didn't get that much time. His second year in, he's no longer there because of, you know, things he was doing around campus and in the dorms. But, yeah, when a kid has a dream of being somewhere, it's kind of hard to derail that dream because that's, that's what they've seen or that's all they know growing up. So it's kind of hard. You know, it has to be something to sweeten the pot for them to want to change, you know, that childhood dream. You know, that's, that's kind of good. I got a guest online. It's kind of building. Uh, we got Gilbert Shepard. You that Gilbert? Hello? You that Gilbert? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing today? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Yes, sir. Well, well Gilbert, it's kind of good that you call right now because me and uh, my co-host Eric was talking about kids going to these um big school, name school, and trying to go to the big name school and not getting playing time. I know you the uh, – go explain what you do out there in Robinsville, Illinois. You're well, I'm the vice president of the Robins, uh Cal Park Eagles. So we got a youth football uh, uh, football and cheer uh, organization, and, uh, and we just try to help the kids out of the community, give them something to do, you know, get them off the street and hey, let, let their talents be shown. Yo, one question to you is, uh, do all these kids, I know at that age, they come and say, oh, I want to play pro ball, I want to play football, pro football and be like this. What do you tell you guys, coaches, and all that time and steal these kids' heads? Oh, uh, well, no, we, 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 we try to let them know, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of kids, you know, they're going to look at the uh, TV and everybody think they can be Michael Jordan or Marshall Falk, but, you know, we try to instill in them to, uh, you know, you know, you might not, you know, you might not make it to the pro. You gotta have, uh, you know, you gotta have some, something else set up, uh, you know, to go to. And then the, the main thing is just to, we try to instill them not just to football, but and cheer just to be good citizens. You know, to teach them sportsmanship and and uh, just to kind of, you know, uh, tag along what you guys were saying. For example, we had a guy. Uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, you know, we knew he was going to be a good college running back. And, uh, he took, he took our advice, you know, he, we, we told him, you know, rather than go to, uh, you know, one of those big schools and, and, uh, you know, he asked us for our guidance. We told him rather than go to one of the big, real big schools and then, uh, you know, you have to have to have all that competition, go somewhere where you can, Shine. He he went to Central Michigan, and uh, you know, and now he's down there shining. You know, because uh, we didn't want him getting lost in shuffles. Sometimes you can, you know, you can go you can go to some of those big programs. You can get lost in the shuffle. You know, if you ain't you know up to par. So uh, you know, it's, 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 we we just try to just just try to guide the, the kids in the, in the direction where. You know, it would be best for them. You know, best for them, best for them, and their family. You know, right? Glove. 
No, I agree. I, I mean, I totally agree with what my man just said. You know, it's, it's sometimes, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong. I love competition. Competition, you eat the, you know, the good from the great, the good from the bad, whatever, but there's nothing like good old competition. But sometimes some of those smaller institutions or universities have more to offer the athletes. Right. You know, I don't want to say you're taking the easy way out by going to a larger, a larger university or a name program. But sometimes you can build build your own within and build that program, and you'll get more long-term, like what you're trying to say, as a good citizen. You do well at some small schools. Once you're done, they may offer you a, a grad assistant program, you know, where you can go back to graduate school and get your master's and start coaching, get you in a program to coach. Or there might be something in the community or an alumni that watched what you did for the college, and they'll offer you a job once you graduate. So. So there's always pros and cons to going to uh, either university. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Okay, well, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. <laughs> when oh, you man. get a, when you get a, one of those young 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 athlete kids that just feel that they they all that and they they're the best and you should play them and you know I know they're getting from their parents from the head. How you as a coach and your coaches um, handle that? Well, I tell you, man, it's 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 it's, it's difficult, you know. It's difficult. We we well, it depends on. Uh, it really depends on how far the parent or how far this kid want to take it, you know. Because uh, unfortunately, in today's uh, society, I mean, we we actually had to let a, you know, this kid was a, a dominant kid on the team, but his parent, you know, it, it made it. He made it bad for all the other kids, you know, by you know just just. Uh, you know, telling him to don't let nobody beat you down, and you know, the, you know, telling him the you know the wrong things to do, really, the the fight, and we just couldn't have that in our program. But when a, when a kid like that, you just gotta you gotta find some way to you know to let him know you gotta find some way to humble him, man. It's 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 uh it's it's not an easy task. One thing about it, every kid. It's different. I, you know, I try to tell them. You know, you know, they had that thing with uh, Emmett Smith one time with uh You know, they try to say all athletes are treated the same. No, all athletes not treated the same. You know, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. If you, uh, you know, you're a superstar, you kind of get them. You just, you just get a little bit more latitude, but you still got to keep them grounded enough to, to know that, uh, you know, the main, the the, the main thing is. Really, sportsmanship and just to build you up for what's coming in life, because you may not make it to be this uh, this pro ball player, or whatever, you know, whatever you might, uh, whatever you're in there for, you know. You agree with that, Glove? No, I do. I do. I, I make a comment, and 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 I coach uh, youth youth uh, sports as well, and I have this this one comment I, I tell my parents. I said, you know what? It's not the child that messes up youth sports, it's the parents, what, what my man was just saying. You know, parents' expectation, they see their child running, and they automatically think he's a quarterback or a running back, oh. which they don't realize it takes more on that team to win than a quarterback and a running back. But nobody wants their child to be a lineman or a center, you know, a guard or a tackle or anything like that. They don't realize they're good and all at this age. It's about developing, teaching teamwork, and things like that. It's not about being a superstar in Pop Warner. Now, as you get older, 
if you're running faster than everybody else and you can catch the ball, yeah, your time will come. But when it's at the lower level, you should want your child to play every position possible to learn the game, to be a student of the game, to have fun, meet good friends that you may, you know, that may last a lifetime. It's not about winning, but like I said, again, it's the parents who at this level, the lower level, mess the game up. Yeah, you 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 kind of that's you, you kind of hit it on the nose there because you know I I mean I run into you run into different situations all the time. I had a parent come up and you know she she just put my kid at running back, put my kid at running back. Well, you know we're playing. This is the lightest kid on the team. You know, you, it's, it's a whole lot of things you got to think about, and uh, he just barely making the minimum weight. You know, he's, you know, you know, just to be on be on that level, on, on the level that that uh, he was on, and you know, I'm I'm not going to put a kid out there and let him get hurt because you know you want to see your kid run the ball, and if you know he's always coming up gimpy and in practice, then what what you, you know what you think he's going to do? You know, when the, when these guys really got to come out to him in the game, so. Uh, the, the parents are really making the, the youth sports right now uh, uh, very difficult, you know, to to be a coach. You know, it, it, it's, it's it's not the same as it used to be, you know, back in the days where they just, you know, the, the parents bring their kids out there and they let the coaches coach. And I, I just got this thing now with the with my linemen. I I, I kind of. Kind of made that a, a, a glory position now because, hey, the guys. I try to tell them the guys in the back can't do nothing without you guys at the front. You know, I I, I actually brought them t-shirts. You know the, you know the you know the lineman crew. You know, and uh, the kids are you know starting to find out. You know, being a lineman ain't ain't that bad. But like you say, uh, as they get older. And you you know they they start developing. Then you try to give them a chance to uh, you know spread out and do different things. And uh, you know this fastest guy on the team. Of course, you know you got to use try to use him in a position where he's going to benefit the team. You know that's that's the main thing. The main thing is team. You know you got to do what's best for the team. You got to play the position where we need you to help the team out. Not it's not it's not no iron team. You know. Okay, we'll go ahead before we go, Ray. Tell us uh, listeners out there what we got going on. Yeah, what well, we got going on out here, actually, uh, my, my good friend uh, uh, James here, he, he's throwing a, uh, a football camp for the one-day football camp for the uh, youth. Uh, and uh, it's basically a drill and agility camp. And uh, last year we had such a uh, – it was, it was very successful. We had almost a – a hundred kids out there, and, and they loved it. It was on the hottest day of the year, so and they loved it. I mean, we we had a nine to ten stations for them to rotate to, and and uh, we got a chance to sit down and talk to the kids and try to instill them what what you know what this is all about, what the game of football and is all about. And also at the end, we had uh, uh, hot dogs, pop, uh, hamburgers, everything, and. And the kids really, really loved it. It's just, a, just a camp to get them set up for you know the upcoming season uh, in in August, so they can uh, you know, would it be a little bit, be a little bit ahead of the game? Because sometimes you know they they got these big camps out there, 
And a lot of kids can't afford to go to these uh, big camps, you know, paying two or three hundred dollars. And uh, I, you know, I really appreciate uh, James that you come back and give to the, your community where you came from, and uh, helping the youth, uh, you know, get ahead out here. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. Don't don't put shut yourself. You know, the job you've been doing with that program, man, is unbelievable. You know, to just go back and like I said. You know, um, shoot, the hard work you put in there, I don't see how, but like I say, you got to have patience, and you had that patience for these kids. You know, I think all uh, the kids, and don't forget to tell them, um, y'all had y'all sign up that day, too, on June 22nd. Right. Yeah we, yeah, we definitely have, uh, we have a sign up, and, uh, you know, we try to explain to them what, what we need, and, uh, for them to sign, like a pop warning, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it requires, a. It's not just about one thing I like about our league. It's not just about the the game of football and cheerleading. You know that we have a little scholar program uh, that uh, we actually had uh, uh, six kids uh, that uh, went to the little scholar program this year, and they it's basically a program where they they recognize the kids who are uh, seated in school. You know, ninety six percent or better, and. Uh, and uh, they give away, they give them prizes, and uh, you know we actually it was held this year in uh, uh, Illinois, but they have the uh, big banquet in Philadelphia. But you know we try to steal in them the you know the school first, you know cause that's 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 the last thing you want to do is start out then, you know later on you can't play because you're not keeping up with your grades so. We try to instill in them. It's, you know, it's not just about football. We want you to excel in school, do what you're supposed to do in school. So, um, so it's a, it's, a, it's 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 really great, James. I, you know, I mean, it's a lot of work. You write about that. It's a lot of work, but I I love doing it. It's a stress reliever for me. You know, to go out there and work with these kids and just to see, you know, what you teach them. And practice and see them go out there on the field and actually perform. There's, there's no better feeling, you know. Well, Gerald, I want to thank you for coming on. We're going to have you back on again and talk about this. Uh, I mean, even more and more. Is that all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, yeah, that's great. Anytime. Well, thanks for calling in. Keep up the good work and to all your coaches, too. All right, then. Thanks a lot, there, James. All right. Well, Glove, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Glove, we're going to spend. We'll talk a little bit more about this, and then we're going to get into something that you brought up that was very interesting. I didn't know I had to check into. So uh, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. 
Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and 10 Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. I'm always so hoping to air glove. You that glove? Yes, sir, I am. I'm right here, 71 in San Diego, and we want to thank the guys that was on the last segment for uh, coming on the show, man. And... Well, I want to touch just a little bit on that, because I know you a coach. I remember you used to tell me stories about parents who come up to you and tell me that son ain't playing this position. How hard is that? I mean, as a coach, and you trying to satisfy these nagging parents, because that's why I got our coaches, you know, I used to coach. Um, major football back in the days, and these parents ruined it for me, you know. How hard is that? I mean, and, and before well, you, you know, start, and it's like the parents paying, I mean, the program we are, they didn't pay money, but now I guess you pay money for these kids to play anything. A parent to come and you say, I gave you 300 dollars for, and my son I play in position. How hard is that, glove for, you know? Well, well, let me let me take you back. When I played Pop Warner, which was, you know, just a few years back. We paid 30, <laughs> yeah. 40 bucks to play. You played with now, no helmets. <laughs> uh, we played with no face masks and stuff. Anyway, right. and, and, dirt, and, and dirt fields. But now, my son, he, he played his last year, Pop Warner, last, last year, and we paid literally 600 bucks for him to play. So that lets, that gives you kind of a gauge of how far it's come as far as equipment and all that stuff. But... At the end of the season, they get a little trophy or a medal. You know, they get to keep their jersey. They get to keep minimal stuff, which doesn't add up to 20 bucks, but it is what it is because you're not out there for that reason. But what happens is for some parents, it's about babysitting. You know, two hours a day, three or four days a week, they have a babysitter for that set of time. So there's the parents who don't really have the expectation, knowing that their, their kids aren't that good, but they want them on a team sport to learn the whole concept of team. Then you have the parents who want their kids to learn and understand the game. And so those parents are cool. Then you have the ones that we're talking about, whether they're over the top, my son is a superstar. So they'll come out there with the cleats and the socks and the matching wristbands. and They'll come out there with, with all the gear on. And if they can get a, a three-point or two-point stand, you know, that's a good thing. 
but their parents want them to play quarterback, running back, or in a position of what they think is, you know, glory, and it's not good because you, you got to remember there is a safety issue here. You know, you're talking about putting the kid somewhere where he doesn't belong, and they could end up getting hurt and then hurting the team, and now you got to deal with the parents because the child got hurt. So it's more to it than what people think because not only are you giving up your own family time, you're sacrificing time family to take care of somebody else's kids, and that's a, a lot of times what people don't understand. And they got to realize, too, they don't understand because these coaches ain't getting paid. Did y'all get paid for that glove? Man, we didn't even get a cup of water. We didn't even, we didn't even get a Gatorade. Thank God you have some parents that will bring you a cold, a cold beverage from time to time. But it's not about the payment. It's about you loving the game so much and you wanting to give back and, you you know, having something that you should share. It's like if you have a talent or if you have a gift, instead of holding on to it and keeping it, you should share it. So if your thing is coaching football and you know you're good at it or you have something to give, you should be willing to give and want to give it back to the kids to help these kids grow. Because what I tell my kids is, I said, look, when I was growing up, I had great coaches at Pop Warner. So guess what? Now I'm giving back. So when you go ahead and you get your family, guess what I want you to do? I want you to give back so the, so the cycle keep revolving. Cool. You just said something. I want to touch that, too. You said when you grew up, you had great coaches. When I grew up, I had great coaches. Now you see the coaches are, I, I can't even say great. It's like they, you know, they, they if their son playing or their nephew playing, that's all they want to, to happen. They don't care about the other kids that's out there playing. Am I right, Glove? You're absolutely right. We call it daddy ball. It's, uh, I'm going to get a coaching job just so I can make my son a superstar. I'm not going to try to teach. I'm not going to try to coach. I'm not going to try to develop. It's all about my son. So I'm going to put my son in a situation where he's the greatest. I can care less about those other kids out there on the field. It's, it's all about my child. So we call it daddy ball. Isn't that putting a, a parent like, say, me or you, hey, I paid that six hundred dollars. Why my kid not getting the ball? Well, I want him as a running back. He got your son a running back. He shouldn't be a running back. And don't that put it in the bag, you know? Well, yeah, what happens, like, the one league we were at prior to last year, it was, like, real big with, you know, the dads would be the coaches, then they would get all their friends to coach, and um, they would put their sons in all the good positions just to make their son superstar. Well, I have a son that could play anywhere. You know, my, my father taught me, hey, you learn every position on the field, play all of them, I guarantee they'll find a spot for you. You'll play. So – I told my son the same thing. You know what? We're going to play every position on the field. So we're never standing on the sideline when the game is going on. So that's how I think. My son knows it. There's other people that get it, but then there's those dads who just, it's all about their son, which I don't have a problem with you being about your child, but be realistic. That's all I say is be realistic about it. Well, I mean, I don't like to harp on this subject. I want to get to the next one, but. Kind of, um, I mean, you coach. Two questions, real quick. You know, or you can do it real quick. You know, when you coach, and like, say, um, you got me on your team before, I'm your superstar, which, which you know. Uh, but if I'm not coming to practice, if I'm not, you know, doing my focus, not following your rules, are you um, gonna play him because you know you want to win this game? Because now it's about winning, coach. Is saying, I need to still play this kid. And then second thing is, I think you told me a story back when this. Um, Kid wasn't coming to 
practice, practice, and the game time came. He wanted to play, and the mom like, "Why ain't playing?" And you like, you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Can you give me? I mean, can you give me an answer for both? You know. Well, you know what? For for me, I don't care how great or good you are. If you don't come to practice and you don't participate in practice, you're not gonna play. I, I'd rather lose with the guys that come and practice and be a team as opposed to just that one guy who shows up when he wants to show up and don't participate with the teammates. So so look at I'm stubborn. Let me lose. I could I could care less about losing. You know, it's not about that at this age. It's about teaching and development. It's not about winning. Where there's no scholarships, there's no contracts, there's no um nobody sponsoring nobody. So so it's not that serious. Teach the kids how to play football. Make them better individuals off the field as well as on the field, you know. And, yeah, I had a kid who never showed up to practice but showed up to the games, and because of the situation we were in, he was forced. I had to play him. But came to the championship game, we were undefeated, and I went to the kids and asked the kids because I wasn't going to play him. My parents, they didn't want to play either, but I went to the kids, and whatever the kids went with, because those were his teammates. If they said, yes, he was going to play, and if they said no, he wasn't going to play. Well, all the kids voted against him playing because they said he wasn't running suicide. This was basketball. He wasn't participating, you know, in, in the practices during the week. So I didn't send his mom the email, and we played, and we ended up winning the championship. So that's how that story went. But isn't that putting these kids in the basketball glove? I mean, like, say, hey, if uh, we say little Johnny ain't going to play, when, you know, little Johnny uh, – he might beat us up. Isn't that bullying, right? And then putting them in the basketball well, club. It, 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 can, it can be. You're absolutely right. It can be. But, you know, under most circumstances and most situations, if you, if you build a nice, strong bond with, your, with, with the guys on the team, then, you know, they'll stick together and they'll stay together. Remember, these are, these are lifelong friends. You know, I always right. tell my kids, we're, you know, we're creating memories. You know, some of these kids that are playing – from flag football where it's five and six and seven or youth basketball at five, six, seven, they'll play together in high school when they're 17, 18. Some of them may even play together in college or play against each other in college. So so it's just a matter of creating memory. So that one bully, he's not going to bully if everybody sticks together. Yeah, but if I'm, like you say, lifelong friends and I grow with you, how can I say, hey, my buddy Eric can't play? You see what I'm saying? Well, you know what? You need to tell your buddy Eric you need to bring his butt to practice. <laughs> yeah, if that's yeah. your buddy, if that's your buddy, he should want to come to practice. Yeah, you're right about that, though, well. You're right about that. I mean, if I'm out here in Boston, then Eric just gets to come to the game and play game time. Yeah, you're right. And, and for the record, James wasn't a superstar, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, you weren't coaching me, Glove. <laughs> but, Glove, all right, let's get to it. I want to get started with this. I mean, it's kind of, I didn't even get to hear the whole thing. I kind of seen it, seen, I mean, seen it. That's what I talk like. But I kind of, I mean, I mean, go ahead and you start off, Glove, because I want to comment on it. I think this is what you brought up. Well, while I was watching, um, watching ESPN first taking all that and across the bottom of the screen, they came across where Oregon was going to be put on sanctions for rules violation. But what happened was there was a recruit, a guy that was recruiting down in Florida, Texas area, these uh, blue chip kids, and they were coming out to Oregon. Did the head coach know about it? Of course. 
So what happens? Right when the sanctions are about to come down, which they're about to be imposed right now, he runs to the NFL and gets this lucrative $38 million deal. Now who's to be put on sanctions is the Oregon program. So the kids at Oregon, the, the new recruits coming in, they're penalized. The coaches in the NFL making seven, eight million dollars a year, and I was saying it to you because it's the same thing that Pete Carroll did in USC. The sanctions were coming down. He ran to Seattle and got six, seven million dollars a year, and the program at SC was on a four-year bid, a four-year sanction. So I think something needs to be done because these coaches are allowing it to win. They're getting richer at the expense of these young men, and the kids are still suffering. So something needs to be done to these coaches. They shouldn't be able to jump to the NFL. If it's a three-year violation, they shouldn't be able to coach for three years. I, I totally agree with that. But uh, you look at I think we talked about this back in, uh, maybe a month ago. Ago, we was talking about Penn State. The kids are suffering because these coaches are doing these things and know what's going on. And I asked you about Penn State. These kids got to suffer because some of the coaches did, you know. Why do kids got to suffer? I think, you know, when you when you give them these sanctions, you know, okay, like you say, let's okay, the coaches know, or the player, thank you the coach. Take your salary for half a year or whatever. Or, but you got a kid that's coming to the school and saying, okay, I'm going to go to UCF, USC. I'm going to play in a bowl game. They win enough games to be in a top bowl game, but they can't play because these coaches knew what was going on. I think that's what we're saying. It's not fair to the students. Right, the kids. You're you're absolutely correct. It's not fair to the the kids that are there or the incoming freshmen. The coaches are still getting paid, but the kids that they recruited, they're under violations now. Now, I mean, what I mean, you see, most kids now that they, uh, they give the kid the right to go to another school and not be penalized to sit out a year. You know, even that's still not even enough. I don't think glove because. If you always wanted to go to the USC, you get that scholarship to go there. You should go there and have the same, you know, get to go to a bowl game, right? You're absolutely right. Again, right. my problem is the coaches are aware of what's going on, and the coaches aren't being punished. I understand what you're saying, but the coaches need to be punished. I understand the school and what's going on with the school and the program, but at the end of the day, the coach looked the other way because he wanted to win. So it's not fair for the kids to be punished and for the coach to get more money. Okay, let's let's go a little further, Glove, since you brought it up. Let's go with Reggie Bush. They end up taking his Heisman Trophy back. He got punished, but the coach never got punished, did he? I mean, and then they wanted to punish him, talk about his first year NFL salary should be go back to what he took. Now, why were they saying that? But they never said nothing about Pete Carroll, did they, Glove? Right, but see, you got to look at what Reggie did was different than what we're talking about right here. Reggie normally took money. Reggie well, took money from And that's what's going on with the coaches, too. Some of them know these kids get money, and then some of them, like you say, recruit, and they're giving kids money to recruit. Like the one coach gave a kid, a basketball player, $200, so he want to take his girl out to dinner. Remember that? Basketball you're right. player guy, you know they know it, love. It's the thing. You're right. You're right. But under under Reggie's thing, his was a federal investigation because the guy that he was getting the money from 
was money laundering and drug dealing. So his situation was different as opposed to what we're talking about, unless this guy that was doing it for Oregon is, is up on some racketeering and conspiracy charges. It's different. But, again, if knowingly they do it, then everybody should be punished. But it just seemed like the coaches, Pete Carroll was punished. He left, went to the NFL because he knew they weren't going to be on TV for four years. I'm just saying something has to be done to the coaches. Well, Wyoming, was anybody getting paid? Yeah. Did you think the coaches knew? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's going on everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at look at the Miami. Remember the one, was it Sapiro? What's the name? Sapiro, the one that had the paid off with him on the boat, all the players on the boat. Remember that? All the parties. Remember that? What was yeah, his name? Yeah, I remember that. I can't, I can't remember his name, the agent, but I know right. Luke, 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 Luke Skywalker, two lives, too, and all them was involved, and everybody was involved, and they were staying off everybody. But again, when you're when you're that visible, you need to be punished. You know, if you're going to be that blatant with disrespect, then yeah, you should be punished. I don't have a problem with that. But my problem is these coaches are turning the other cheek, and as they win more games, they're prospering. They're going to bigger programs. They're going to bigger paydays. These kids are being left behind, not to benefit from. What was going on? You know, you don't want me to open up that other can of worms because I'm still saying these these kids in college should get paid, but that's a whole other argument right there. Right. And you, that's true. But what I'm, you know, we only got two minutes for a break, but you notice it's only visible, Glove, when the coaches bought ready to leave. You notice that? When the coaches start getting interviewed for the NFL job, then stuff started coming out. You notice that, though? But that's, my, but that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. Pete Carroll wouldn't have left SC. Why are you going to leave a $6 million-a-year job? You're in L.A. You're the king of L.A. you got a program that's winning, you know, double-digit wins, going to uh, the championship game every year. Why would you leave that program to take a stressful job in the NFL? You leave the program because you know they're about to slap you with some violations. So I'm getting the heck up out of here. You think Chip Kelly was going to leave Oregon? No, but he knows they're going to be slapped with violations. So he can run to the NFL because of what he did his his four years, what, 12-plus wins is the last three years, nine wins the first year. So he can run to the NFL and get more money and leave Oregon behind. That's what I'm saying. Something has to be done. Well, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about your favorite subject, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. See what's going on with those Lakers again. And I, I know you want to talk about this because – I still feel the White House is not going to take over that program. So, this is Jane Lover and Eric Love, 71, right? 71 in San Diego, baby. 71, we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. 
This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jake Lovers, back with uh, Loving That Sports Talk. And uh, co-host Eric Glove. You there, Glovey Glove? Yes, I'm still here, James. I'm still here, brother. Well, before we get started on our last segment, uh, I just want to give our thoughts and prayers out to everybody out there in Boston. You know, experienced that bomb that uh, exploded um, the other day. You know, it's just sad to see that uh, you can't go out and have a good time of festival without trying to ruin other people's lives. It's not their lives, it's other people's lives they're thinking, you know. So we just want to give our thoughts and prayers for that, Glove. Yep. And also, let me give one of my uh, my kids' aunt is uh, recovering from a uh, brain surgery in hot in a USC medical center in LA. So also, I would like to uh, give my uh, thoughts and prayers to her as well. Okay. So, yeah. Well, my prayers go out to her too. Well, that's good. You know, like you say, you know, just you know, we can think about people and give our prayer. Let's let's get it out there, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, one, I want to give my thoughts and prayer out to D. You know, D run the show for us because he's a Lakers fan. So my thoughts and prayer go to him, Glove, because Lakers are not going to make it in the playoff. I had to say that for him, Glove. D, sorry, they're not going to make it. Glove, what do you think? They got Lakers need to win and Utah need to win. And then I think Utah had a tiebreaker or if the Lakers win, they get in. So my, but if the Lakers lose then Utah win, they get in. Is that how it works? Yes, whatever you just said, that's how it works. Anyway, <laughs> D, D, I'm stepping up for Kobe. I'm guaranteeing you they're going to the playoffs, baby. Dwight Howard is in the situation right now where he's been wanting to be at. He's the focal point. The offense is going to go through him in L.A., him and him and Paul Gasol, going to run that high-low pick and roll. It's going to work. And I'm guaranteeing that they're going to make it to the second the second round because they're going to end up meeting San Antonio, beating them in five, and move on. Well, Glove, I mean, I think back then, I, it might have been you, but I thought you called Dwight a bum. You say he's a bum, he play like a bum. But wasn't that you? 
Now you give him you're praise. Absolutely right. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a bum. I'm just saying that he's going. He's finally got the Lakers on his back. He wants that hundred million dollar contract. Everybody's wondering, can he do something with this Laker team with Paul Gasol and with those other puzzle pieces they have around him? I think he's going to make some noise. He's going to shut some of the critics up. He's not going to shut me up, but he's going to shut up some of the critics. I'm not a fan of Dwight Howard. I just think he's in a good situation. He's the only big man in the NBA that can play with his back to the basket. Well, I mean, I mean, we know that he's not going to go and win a championship this year. What do he need to do to shut them up? I mean, what? Score 26? I mean, that's not win. What do you think he need to do? To at least say, hey, I mean, they're going to give him $100 mil no matter what. They go to playoff or not, but we know that out of the match. He's going to get the $100 million. But what do he need to do to shut the crib or shut some people up and say, hey, I can't play without Kobe here? What do he need to do? Well, he needs to stop acting like a Mitch, for one. He needs, <laughs> what, what Dwight needs to do is Dwight needs to become more consistent. He's not consistent. You can see games. If he don't touch the ball the first few times down, you can see where he checks out. So that's why I'm calling him a Mitch because he checks out the game. He needs to be more involved in the game, you know, from a from a, a scoring point, a defensive point, helping out blocking shots and rebounding. You know, if the ball, if he don't touch the ball, you can watch tonight. If he don't touch it the first five down, times down court, which he's going to touch it anyway, but normally when he doesn't touch it, he kind of checks himself out the game. So I think consistency, more consistency. Do you think Kobe his big problem blood on that team? I mean, he, I mean, if he won a superstar role, be the main. I mean, he was a superstar on Lando, and he couldn't. He well, you couldn't, got uh, you, you got to look at it like this. This is the first time in his career being at youth sports, AAU, junior high, high school. This is the first time where he's been challenged by somebody else to play, where he's been called out to play. Normally. He can get away with his BS, be it Orlando, be it high school, be wherever else he played. Normally, they just let him get by with him being meteor, mediocre, meteor, right? being mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? Normally, just by him being mediocre, that's the word I'm looking for. Normally, he he can get by with that. But now in L.A., they're on a whole other level basketball-wise. They're asking him to step his game up and play like the Lakers centers of the past have played. So they're calling him out. They're challenging him. They're doing all those things to attack his character, whereas it hasn't been done in his career before. Well, and and, and let's let's go there. I mean, they ask, they're telling him, you know, this is Laker basketball. You have to be like a Laker. Can he be a Laker center like they want, Glove? Do I think? I think I think if he challenges himself, he'd have to do a lot more development for me. Well, he ain't you know, developed yet, Glove. He's been in the league. Yeah, the developer jump shot, right? Yeah. Am I wrong or right, Glow? Yes, no, I agree. Hundred percent. He doesn't have that little that little twelve to fifteen foot range shot. You know, I mean which which you would think after ten years he should have had it already. Right. Look at all the great players. I mean, remember you know, I'm gonna go back to my boy Michael. Michael didn't have no jump shot. He developed a jump shot. I mean, and look at uh, I mean, just look at all of them, Glove. I, I can go it's all of them. I mean, what Magic did develop? What the hook? Remember that? Yeah, the sky. I hook, mean, you, you gotta know? remember. You gotta remember the only. We're talking big man from forward to, to to guard. So for those guys that develop shots, it's a whole different ball game 
than the big man. Big man needs to turn, put their back to the basket, spin, shoot a jumper, you know, spin and drive to the hole. That's what a big man needs to do. Every now and then, their shoulders should be squared to the basket. But for the most part, they should play with their back to the basket. But if you look at now, the league is where no big men have their backs to the basket. Everybody's shooting jump shots. But he needs to develop that short shot which starts around the free throw line. He's also horrible at free throw. So that's a whole nother whole nother conversation right there. But he's gonna have the opportunity tonight to display some of his skills and he knows that it's all on him. So we'll see if he'll rise for the occasion or if he'll be the Dwight Howard that we know he is. Okay, Glove, NBA start next week. Who do you see being knocked off? that they think should go on. Like we talk about first round in state college. Who you see? You know what? I think there's going to be a surprise or two. You know, um, I think some teams we're not looking at. I would love to see Denver go, but I don't think they have the, the gun. Once they leave uh, their home arena, they're not that well. Um, I think what Atlanta, they don't have enough guns. You know, I would like to see Golden State do something, but I don't think they are. I like Mark Jackson as a coach. I think Boston might be too old. You know, San Antonio getting Tracy McGrady out of China. You know, um, it, it'll just be interesting, man, to see what team shows up. I, I'm still putting my money on Miami. Well, there we go. Uh, we got to see what you about next week. See if your pitch can't do. I'd like to thank another thing. I did a uh, charity program this week uh, for a young kid, you know, um, that was 16 that was killed. So I'll go out to his past, you know. That young age club, it's sad to see you pass as your life just starting, you know? Yeah, tragic, tragic, tragic. So many tragic going on. I do got me. I had a chance to meet Connie Payton, and she, you know, told me, man, you look like Denzel. Come here, baby. But anyway, we ain't going to go there, right, Glove? Uh, you said Connie Payton didn't have her glasses on and contact, and you look like who? <laughs> you, did, I'm going to make her see they for She didn't say Denzel. She, she said Wendell Washington. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you see how he ain't over me, But then again, thanks again for this show, Glover. Next week, we'll be out. We got something good. All right, <laughs> thanks, All right man. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.